presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Oil Country Podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. As always, I am your host, John, from typically Edmonton, Alberta, currently podcasting from Grand Prairie, Alberta. Joining me is my co-host, Kyle, from Montreal, Quebec. We're going to hear from him in a second, as well as Brad from Flames Unfiltered, which is our, obviously, our Flames affiliate on the Hockey Podcast Network. Just a little bit of housekeeping before we hear from those guys. We are still proudly partnered with Alley Cat as well. Obviously, with the world kind of going to shit and a bunch of craziness right now, they uh, you can't go into Alley Cat, but they are delivering. So visit alleycatbeer.com for details. Give them a call to place your order and mention that you heard about them on our podcast and you get 10% off your order. Um, I believe they still have like all their beer selection, but check that website out. I really like the grapefruit, grapefruit one myself. The other thing I wanted to mention is we are running a bracket, as most podcasts are doing in today's day and age, but our bracket is to figure out who oil country holds the biggest grudge against, whether that be former coach, manager, media member, or of course, player, um, we are into round three, so there's only eight members left, and currently that voting's already happening. We're recording Friday the 10th, but uh, on Monday when this episode drops, so, excuse me, when on Monday when the, that episode drops, voting still will be open as well, so jump on our Twitter, and you can place your vote to tell us who you hold the biggest grudge against. I was, we were going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm I'm kind of shocked that Pronger isn't getting more votes, to be honest, but he is against Ryan Kessler in this round, so he's kind of running away from it in the early voting. But anyways, with all that being said, let's bring in our other two guys. We'll start with you, Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing over in Montreal, man? Oh, you're bringing me in first. Okay. Uh, yeah, I figured the figured you got to stick get the oil country boys sticking together. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um. Well, honestly, I took some inspiration off of Andy's... Uh, in, uh, I guess inspiration from last podcast uh, and he was talking about game night and uh, and movie night everything he was doing to keep things lively so I went out and bought a couple of games off of Amazon I got uh, Disney's Villainous Pandemic and uh, Code Words Duet Duet that's I'm ironic sorry. Uh, yeah well the pandemic I thought was very topical but it was supposed to be super good but, uh, but yeah so I'm, I'm uh, playing some games with my significant other and, and just you know trying to uh, survive the uh, the pandemic in itself. Andy had some type of competition. Oh, do you have you guys put any wager on these on these games or is it just strictly for fun? No, I mean I I cook for a living, right? So usually I cook at night, uh, but tonight I just made her do it because I bought all those games. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you were mentioning there, let's uh, let's look over to Brad. Brad, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Friday night, I'm actually uh, I'm actually mixing a drink. Oh, um, nice. So I'm expecting a good show here with you guys. I'm excited to, <laughs> to be visiting with you it's guys. Always, it's, it's always what do you do show. on a Friday night? Usually you go to the bar and visit with your hockey friends or watch a hockey game, and we can't do that. So none yeah. of us can go to the bar. So I figured, well, I don't usually do it when I record, but I'm going to mix up a drink or two. Let's, and, get, let's uh, get Brad nice and loose. Yeah. I don't know if you need <laughs> see that. See if you can, we'll see if we can get you to, uh, confess your secret love of Connor McDavid or something. I don't like game. McDavid that much, but I like your dry sidle. <laughs> Hey, Brad, Even I'm though I'm, gonna say, I'm okay, a little crabby about his, Brad, uh, I'm just going to say I'll crack a beer to that buddy. All right, I, and you know what? I figured tonight's Friday night. Like, we can't go to the bar. I'd love to go to the bar and sit with you guys tonight, but we can't. So let's just kind of make this our barroom talk. 
I'll, I'm okay. gonna, I'll, I'll be a hydro homie and keep drinking my water. I'm unfortunately at a workhouse and no beer, but you guys go hard. I'm going to live the, in like a dry this? county I'll keep the train. when you are out there. Sorry. Do you live in a dry county when you're out there pretty much? Oh no, no, I can. I mean, I, sorry. I can't technically drink like due to like company rules. Cause it's technically property, but I'll just leave what it people that. do. I think okay. based off my based off my tone, you nobody probably, knows who you are. Nobody knows where you guess, work. Yeah. It's all good. We edit yeah, that shit out. It'll be like the one time my one random owner will like listen to some random Oilers podcast. <laughs> and be like, I think that I guy works. That fucking raspy. That guy voice. works on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Only one person has that shitty of a voice. Oh. I know exactly who that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, hopefully not. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely have some beers and stuff. I, I don't even think they would care. It's just more of a like liability rule, in my opinion. It's understandable. But, uh, but anyway, so I do want to like kind of kicking us off here as you guys are sipping on your your first bevies of the evening. Cheers! I, I've noticed that yeah, we cheers. we've talked a lot, Kyle and I have, about social media and kind of taking breaks. I know I've mentioned that a few times. You know, just kind of especially during this crisis, it gets people knocked down a little bit and can get a little bit depressing and overwhelming at times. So I've been taking breaks, but I pulled a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that I think were really more positive and kind of funny or good ideas on social media. So first off is I'm sure you guys heard McDavid as pairing with his trainer, Gary Roberts, and they're putting out like 15 minute workout videos kind of designed for kids, but also like anybody can do them while they're in self-isolation or quarantine or anything like that just to stay active. And I thought that was like such a good idea for one, even like you talk marketing or whatever, but are you guys doing anything to try and like stay somewhat active? Like even just going for walks, if it's low, low activity stuff or what, what are you doing to try and kind of keep your sanity? I've been going for walks a lot. Um, I was on, I almost went golfing today, but it was a little chilly, but, uh, are they, sorry, golf courses are open down there. Yeah, they're open, but you know what they're doing and it's kind of clever. You can't take the pin out um right and they have like a i don't know how the hell you'd even describe this you know those noodles that you float in the swimming pool yeah they put those in the hole so your ball can just it goes in but it only sits in there just so you can grab your ball out so you don't have to touch the you don't have to touch the flag and then you don't you know there's no rakes and so golf's and you can only go one per cart um so golf's going it's just, uh, it's freaking a little bit kind of crappy weather here lately. Today was actually nice, but uh, a little cold. Yeah, stuff. it's still spring, I guess. But yeah, that is one thing I know that I've seen kind of be a hot topic in Alberta too, because our golf courses have been closed. And I know there's some golfers kind of pissed off about that, saying the same thing. Pretty much all the ideas you you guys are implementing down there as like, why can't you just do that up here? Which I don't really know where I sit on that one, to be honest. We're going to go crazy you do though. Safely, I don't see why it's why it's an issue. What if the, we're not talking coronavirus, are we? I'm not going to. No, we no, we're gonna not going to get. I'm no, we're sticking to the positive side. <laughs> no, I was going to say something, John. And then I we thought, just talked for an hour before I can't, this, right? Yeah. I can't do it, John. I let's, no, do, let's let's steer us right away. Kyle, where, what have you been doing to stay active? So you mentioned the, the game nights with the, uh, with the misses. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I also bought a kettlebell from Canadian tire, Cambodia tire. Sorry. Uh, before Cambodia we tire, what's the joke there? What's just, a kettle? You know, it, not, none of their shit comes from Canada, I guess, is, is the oh. joke. What's a kettlebell? Uh, <laughs> Canada Tire. Canadian no, I know tire, what sorry. Canada Tire is, but what's a kettlebell? What did a you kettlebell say? kettlebell is like, uh, 
it, it has like one handle. It's like what Russians would swing in front of them. Kind of, kind of, it's like an imagine it's a ball, a big a weight. Ball, a ball, with a handle, ball I, know what you're ta- I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. I, I know yeah. what you're talking about now. Yeah. So we bought one of that. We're doing, you know, in-house workouts, kind of trying to keep somewhat active. Uh, Those things can uh, kick your ass. Too. Are you doing Those the McDavid dogs. one or? No, I actually, I haven't looked at that and I probably should. She has some workout program that she's been putting on. So doing that, but, uh, but I know we've talked in the pre-show about kind of the amount of people that have been being out, right. And I've been going on walks as well. And today we went out just for, again, trying to, trying to keep somewhat, you know, um, proactive and staying just around our block, not going to like a park and trying to take part in everybody being in the same place. And, man, it was, it was like actually like trying to dodge everybody out was like a challenge. Like there was so many people out there that you were having to go on the street sometimes to, to, to avoid people at a reasonable distance. Right. And kind of maintain that preventative contact. Just hearing about that makes me so glad that I live in the suburbs of Edmonton when I am back at home. <laughs> oh, well, I do too. Like, I don't really live in the most populous area anymore. I moved out of downtown and you know, it's still like, where do all of you people come from? But I guess, yeah, you're less than me. What do you but mean, as you this goes on, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody didn't hear that, I'm sorry, John. Yeah. As this goes on, though, people are going to get more and more relaxed. I mean, they just are. Yeah, I think you're going to have your people that get like, like maybe even like more paranoid, I guess. And like, I think that's probably more the at risk people, but I think that's, I think you hit it right on the head. Honestly, I think a lot of people are going to get more, more really black and, and I a said, little, I think people are getting stir crazy and they're getting, they are we're going nuts, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, I said the I, opposite I, to my girlfriend. I, freaking I, I said that walks. the majority of people are going to be going out into the public. Like the, the better it gets outside, the more nice it gets. Yeah. Like there's going to be an actual issue where are they going to have to enforce the amount of people that are going outside? Right. Like I, I think that's the same thing. Brad's saying that it's going to get like worse. Sorry, like more people sorry. are going to get. Oh, well, yeah. I just, oh, sorry. My bad. Yeah, how long can no, we do this? You guys, what if we're doing this in July? Well, exactly. Right? We're not. Like There's no way. I think you're going to, honestly, I think Kyle hit her right on the head though. You're going to have to enforce it. Like it is yeah. what's going to hey, have to happen. I'm going to make I, it. I think there's like, the thing is though, is it so like, is it annoying? Sure. Is it a bit of a pain in the ass? Absolutely. But it's really not that hard. No. To keep your distance for people. Like, and Kyle, you mentioned in the, and you're obviously in like a bigger city, even though you're in the suburbs and there's a lot of people walking around, but I mean, from my perspective anyways, and like, I don't know exactly what situation you're in out there, but everywhere I've been, other than going to like the grocery store, like inside somewhere, it's not that hard to just like maintain your distance from people. Don't you guys, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. As this goes on, like I'm being very, very cautious because the last thing I want is for my kids to get it or my, or my parents or, or whatever. But like as this goes on, I mean, I just sit and think this isn't hard, but it is life altering and, and people are selfish sure. and don't like life altering things. So eventually yeah. it's going to get to the point where it's like, if, if this is going in July, I mean, people are going to be like, no, I wonder well, if people get more used to it on the flip side though. Well, like I, maybe they, maybe they slowly adjust like to try and be a little bit optimistic boys, about it. Boys, I'm just saying like, John, you live in a province in Canada here that has like just 
uh, what it was Alberta right now, like 1.8, 2 million people, somewhere around that range. Uh, more more than that for sure. Okay. Sorry. I, I, know, I can't remember, but I think it's like four or something. I don't know. I know North Dakota is a low population too, but in that kind of like one, one to two point million or sorry, one to 2 million population range, right? Yep. Like yep. around there, Quebec, I know is like eight and a half ish. And, and just from like, I, I don't want to even say selfishness because I was out today. Right. I went for a walk. It's okay to go just, for a walk. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just saying like, it was, it's that point that you're saying it was hard to avoid people. Like I, I'm not even in that big of a city. Like, yeah, sure. Montreal is the second biggest city, city big in Canada, city, like yeah. for, for sure. But to America, does that even compare? My, right? my, I mean, not to the yeah. New Yorks or LAs, but like to every other city. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's still a big city, but I mean, it's, it's 4 million. I don't know, man. It's, there's a lot of people in the city. I mean, like that's a that's a big city in my opinion. But I, I would say like the ranging of that four million is like very outreach. Just like Vancouver is seven hundred thousand in actual Vancouver, but the actual city is you know one point yeah. five or whatever, right? Like way more. But it yeah. goes forever and ever. Um, I I don't know, man. It's it's hard because just just like you said brad like me and my girlfriend i i don't have anybody around me that'll actually infect my parents live on the other side of the country so it's not like i'm worried about infecting them mm-hmm. i i'm trying to take the proactive person humanity approach and not well, try exactly. to affect anybody else right but uh, it, it's hard to still go out on the street and still try to dodge everybody and you give people the stinky eye that aren't giving you that kind of Space. distance that you're giving everybody else and I don't know, it's it's a hard time, man. You look at how, and I know we talked about this with Andy too, right? And he lived in New York City. Like, how are people going to oh, come out of this imagine. this situation? Like, how are they going to learn from what's happening right here? You know, are people going to actually change? Here's like, a funny story. And, and, you know, you can learn a lot from kids, you know, and this is how their reactions are probably, we're going to actually be like this. Um, but, you know, we tell our kids, hey, here's why we're doing this. And I have a, a 14, a 10 and a five-year-old. And uh, we're out on a walk the other day. And um, this little girl comes towards my five-year-old and my five-year-old turned and started running like a mountain lion was chasing her. <laughs> and it's just, whole, you know, I mean, it's great that she's that aware, but um, it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see how the transition back to normal life is, but I will make one prediction. A year from now, when this comes up again, I'm willing to bet money nobody changes their lifestyle at all, and nobody stays home from work, and nothing gets shut down. See, that's an interesting. If it drags out that long, or no, comes it's back it'll or come back or whatever. Like, it'll come yeah. back. But I just am predicting next time it comes back that we're just like, oh, been there, done that. Well, not I'm, I. I want to pivot away from this, but we got the it. last thing I'll you you opened up a can of worms there. So oh shit, I do I that a lot, don't I? No, that's okay. This I feel like that discussion. happened in our pre-talk. Like uh, now that anybody could listen to that, but it was like one thing like, after no COVID, another that no we COVID, would say like, where it's literally. like, we're trying to stop this and everybody keeps saying something where we keep going and going and going. Yeah. Well, we were talking about politics before, so we're not, you're not going to see that. We are not doing that. But you know what? That That's a good point. We are going to, it's always going to be one more comment. So let's, I'm going to pivot us back. Oh, good job. So I, <laughs> I need Although to talk I, about I it. I agree we, with you, Brad. Yeah. It was retweeted a lot today. So anybody on Twitter, I don't, Brad, you might have even seen it. Even I suck at I'm Twitter, sure you, you guys. No, I bet that. I got to get better, but man. There is an awesome video going around with it. The girl's name's Caitlin. I think it's Kate. Sorry, I don't have her, her tag or whatever her, her at. Um, but you she recorded herself lip syncing 
Jack Michael's passionate calls from this year. Oh, so like the, the, the brawl in against Calgary and Archibald's overtime winner. And she has it dubbed through like TikTok or whatever. I'm not averse to that app, to be honest. It kind of seems dumb, but it is fucking amazing. Like she does such a good job of it. Have you, have either of you seen that? No, but I'll look for it. Like it just I got her, all the time her, in the world like, right now. Mannerisms John. and everything are so awesome. I'm not going to lie. John, you're I'm the like, Twitter god. I don't see shit until you send it to me. Like, I was, honestly. I'm like John, weirdly you're... attracted to this woman. I'm not like, she has Jack Michael's voice. Have you been these videos? Me, Brad, Brad, just track still I, now I really got to look at what this chick looks like. <laughs> no, like, I mean, she's a pretty young girl. Did like, you, did you retweet that it or anything? Sounded, are you, are, what? What? She's a, she's pretty, a, she's a pretty young girl. Not, pretty no, like, and oh a my, young girl. Like, she right is like in her 20s. Jesus yes, not like 13 here. No, what the fuck? Jesus. Pretty comma. I just young girl. I just put it pulled up Twitter and I, I saw I an NHL 09 cover with Dion Phaneuf on it. That scares the shit out of me. Okay. Okay, you know what? I'll 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 freaking tweet this thing out. You, you guys tweet it out so, so I can see right I need to see and what while, this chick while looks I'm doing like. this. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about another thing because I think this is hilarious and I like Go ahead, I like John. poking fun at this guy and I, I respect what he's done for Oilers media and stuff in the past, but that's Jim Matheson, man. I th- he is just so out of touch when it comes to social media. And maybe you can maybe you can relate to this one, Brad. I don't know. No, you're a little older than we are. Oh God! <laughs> but, How come the okay, old so, shit Brian, comes back to me every <laughs> episode we talk? You're no, you're nowhere near as old as Jim Matheson is. So Pro-Am Sports tweets out, today was originally scheduled to be round two of the Masters. Here is an image of at Oil Voice 37, which is Rod Phillips, the former Oil, Oilers uh, play-by-play, Wayne Gretzky and Kevin Lowe. First correct response on who their fourth is, wins a $25 gift, $25 gift card photo from the Yeg Pro-Am fan cave. Jim Matheson, retweets this and again the three people that are named in this picture are at oil voice 37 which is rod phillips wayne gretzky and kevin lowe who is the fourth is the question jim matheson retweets and said rod phillips the oilers play-by-play man i would know i was his color man on radio for years (laughs) self-promotion well, like, like the self, like, yeah, it's almost, it just blew my mind. Like he literally is listing one of the three guys that they listed off. He doesn't even like, it'd be like if we had a random fourth and we're like, yeah, I'm John, this is Kyle and this is Brad. Who's our fourth. And then someone being like, oh, I know Brad. He's got to be the fourth. <laughs> like, it was just, the guy's so out of touch. It's, it's hilarious. I'm not even trying to like be an ass or rip on him. Like I said, I, I respect, like he's been around for a long time. Like way, way back. But I saw your retweet, John. Um, is the video I'm talking about? Yeah. I will uh I will watch it after we're done. Talking. That's, I mean you guys can watch it right now. We're just BS. I mean, on the are we gonna anyway. put the sound right now? Because you might as well. Yeah, you know what? Here, I'll 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 throw it on here right now. Do it. Okay. So right now I gotta find it. Here, Brad, you do it because I can't. I I I had Jim Matheson's tweet up. Okay, I got My it. Bad. We're I got falling it. off the rails here, guys. <laughs> Okay, here, I got it here. It's going to sound a little goofy, but who cares?
Now picture a 25-year-old girl. You need to be careful about that one. 25-year-old girl, approximately. Not a young girl, 25. that so perfectly. Like it, it, was, was, it was flawless. It was she good. did an unreal job. It was good. You, I like how you picked the Archibald overtime winner and not the Calgary line bro one, Brad. Just <laughs> I didn't saying. even know there was two of them. <laughs> My God. No, there is two. I'll, oh. I'll make sure I retweet that when this episode drops. The but. Archibald. I'd rather do that than I don't want to listen to anything. It's awesome when the when Smith does the like three overhand rights. She does like she like pounds her fist. So I got stuff a question for you. You have your your you know your your poll contest yes. thing going. And you had the you have four finalists here, and it's Kachuk, Perry, Lucic, and Pugliarvi. Are you surprised Kachuk beat Perry? Because everybody hates Corey Perry, right? Yeah. So okay, this is the I've got to take a step back because this is one thing I fucked up on this. So it's not really a final. We the issue we had was those four guys were in two separate matchups. Oh, and Corey Perry and Kachuk tied twice i see that 50 and then and then we had luchi i should have voted Garvey, which was stupid because <laughs> it was just a it was bad matchmaking on my part so i switched them up to be like yeah like former public enemy number one and Corey perry versus current public enemy number one and matthew kachuk but then we got no decisive answers and I, the vote it, it's so weird on twitter voting like you get a couple retweets and like that vote got to like 450 votes yeah, the next some one of the other get to votes we were running had like six i know why like, the hell is such a that? weird sample size like we're trying to promote learning curve for me but anyways maybe so i'll, I'll retweet like, we on my flames so- one for you what was that? Sorry. I'll retweet it on my flames one for you and I'll skew your numbers. Miserably. We'll probably get no, actually, I was just going to say, alone. don't actually do that. I wouldn't do that. That'll <laughs> skew your numbers so bad. No, I know. And I've had to like refrain myself because a couple of times um, oh, I've seen Tom Franklin's polls from the St. Louis podcast <laughs> and they'll be like ripping on, on Eric Brewer. And I'm like, kind of want to go in there and like retweet this and <laughs> freaking like vote for whoever else to back up my boy that got us pronger. And I was like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll leave them to it. But, I got to tell you guys a yeah, funny story. Uh, I had, yeah. a, I was doing a podcast earlier this week with a buddy of mine. Some days he's my buddy saying, but some days I want to kick his ass, but that's pretty much anybody you podcast. <laughs> Sounds like with, a good right? buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were just, you know, because there's nothing to talk about now. We were talking about our all-time favorite players from every single team. And do you want to know who his all-time favorite Edmonton Oiler was? And this is a Flames fan, buddy? No, he's a Vancouver Canucks fan, actually. Oh, even worse. I know. I hold that against him every day. His, uh, you got to give me a hint. Oh, you would never. Or we'd be here, we'd be here longer than our politics talk earlier tonight. Fernando Pisani was his all-time favorite Edmonton Oiler. I can respect that one. Yeah, I respect Pisani that. Pisani was yeah. so clutch. I'm like, you're a Canucks fan. Why the hell would you like Pisani? Why wouldn't you just pick somebody and be like, like, I picked Ryan Smith. I was going to say, like, and I, from that era too, Ryan Smith and, like, George LaRock. You the can't reason, go wrong with, like, either of those guys. The reason I picked Smith is, I mean, even being a Calgary fan, it's like, I respect him. And I don't respect many Oilers, but I respect him because, you know, he was a gamer every single night for you guys. He wasn't the greatest player. He wasn't the greatest skater. He wasn't the greatest in anything, but he was good at everything. And yeah, he and had the biggest like, heart The thing ever. I love about Smitty, me, me and my roommate were talking about this the other day, and it, it's like, if you look at his skill set, that dude is probably a fourth liner at best. For and sure. he just, with his grit and He's his not even in the league right now areas, with the way skating is. 
Yeah. Like I, I don't, it's, not. It, it's tough, man. Like it's tough to project where he'd be if he didn't have, I don't think he'd be the, in the like, league. Hustle. And, like, it's not even, it's not even the effort. It's that like willingness to go where to the dirty areas over and over and over again. And like, you can't, you can't beat a guy physically like that. Like no. how many times he get, he get hit in the face or lose teeth and he's out like five minutes later after stitches. Like you, as a defenseman battling in, in like over a series or in a game in the regular season, like you can't beat a guy physically like that. He's just going to keep coming back. And I think that's the most, like, those are the most frustrating guys to play against. Like Brad Marchand's frustrating. Matthew Kachuk's frustrating. And like th- those guys are tough too, but there's not very many guys like that have the toughness and willingness to go to those areas that Ryan. Did you see that. what Gary Roberts I, said today? I, he, I wants just, to, he wants to come out of retirement and play just one more game so he could get a hold of Marchant. Who's it? Gary Roberts said that. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he must be feeling good after pumping out those 15 minute workout videos. <laughs> must be. Uh, he'd kick his ass too. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, John, like you were just talking about the toughness and all that. And, and as much as I hate Matthew Kachuk, I know we talked about this too the last time that him and Cassian fought there, right? But I, I do. Go. Holy shit. I mixed another drink. Good thing. No, I'm just saying. No, no, no. I, I'm saying I, I, I do have more respect for Kachuk, and I know I said it back then too. And even though he, in our opinion, and I think it's kind of biased and also like the right, the right opinion. Oh but my god! He, he won right. both the first and second fight. Well, sure, he better but, beat Kachuk up. He weighs even forty the, more but pounds. But even the second fight, right? Like where Kachuk was kind of having his glove off and ready to go. But Kyle, like, the you first can one was all you want fight. about it, but but I'm not talking shit, dude. I'm, I'm congratulating the guy. So don't give me shit here. Yeah, he really took that ass beaten right on the, the first one. Wasn't no, a but fight. He Kyle. stood up for himself, <laughs> and I and you, you know what? Like you, you talk about Smith and playing, not that like a Chuck by any means is that fourth line role and trying to fit in there. Like he's very much a first line player, but just, he has that same kind of tenacity and grit. And in our poll, right. The kind of the grudge that people hate against Kachuk, as much as it is like who he plays for and how much we have to see him. It's as much like he went against Pugliarvi in our poll because like straight up, we could have had him. It was, it was our, pick for the taking and we didn't take it so there's that grudge too and i i, I wish we had the kid right like well, i don't you guys would love him, him. I, it's a happy, happy rivalry but make I, you a contender. I do hate him saying that too yeah i know you're just trying to be objective kyle but me being objective right now <laughs> that was the worst thing you've ever said on this podcast i'm disgusted uh, i'm disgusted i agree i know i was kind of no, no. i was and hating I'm not myself even, saying it but good it's kind of it's true but you made good points what i'm disgusted with is that we went from ryan smith and talking about how gritty he is and then you an oilers <laughs> fan immediately compared that to Matthew Kachuk you, in like a, in a, like I brought them up, but not in an equal way. You brought oh, them up in like a Matthew not Kachuk even has equal. that too. Fuck you, man. You did That's bring bullshit. them up in an equal way. <laughs> They're not you you kind of talked them down. To, and I was just saying, to be fair, like uh, <laughs> we as Oilers fans can respect Brad. And as much as we hate Kachuk, I do have respect for him for his play as a player. That's all I'm saying. I think Matthew Kachuk's a good player. I'm not, yeah, I I'm, fucking hate I'm, him. I'm, I'm, I'm I knew it. I'm I'm the the if I could send him to hell in itself, if it exists, 
<laughs> I would put that. him there. He was but the back I cannot, So, like, you know, <laughs> no, you would love to have him. Yeah. <laughs> no, we it's would. I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to deny that. Like, that would just be foolish. Yeah. So. I, there's a, a couple of things that I want to kind of glaze over because there's a final topic that we need to get into. So one, we're not even going to make comments on it because there's not really much to say, but we do need to acknowledge the fucking awful Colby cave news. Uh, oh, that yeah. he, I don't know. If, if, did you hear about that too, Brad? Yeah, for sure. yep. yeah. I mean, the, the, the guy's 25 years old, suffers a brain bleed randomly. And, you know, as of Friday night here, he's still in a medically induced coma. So, you know, we wish there's more we could do, but, with with everything that's going on. And I mean, I, I hate, I think it's an overused term saying like the thoughts and prayers thing, but at the end of the day, that's all we can really offer. All we can do point. Is, and like, yeah. he definitely is in our thoughts. It's uh it's a scary, scary thing. He's fucking going through, man. It's awful. Yeah. yeah I mean, all you can his, do is pray. Uh, reading his girlfriend's Instagram posts and Twitter posts at that too. It's heartbreaking, man. Like it's, it's hard reading that. You can only wish for the best for him, right? He he's been a fighter. He's been kind of that in between okay, fourth yeah. liner and AHL, but you haven't seen him complain at all publicly about where he's been. He's been a fighter, and and hopefully he can be that right now too in the hospital bed, right? Like yeah, you you can only hope for the best for the kid, and and yeah, twenty five, like man, like how hard that can be. Like just got, got kind of shown up with a brain bleed as far as I saw it. Right. And, and then was a cyst that, uh, that had to get, you know, emergency removed, obviously. Yeah. It was uh, causing pressure on his brain. I think they said, yeah. Like how, how traumatic, like, especially right now in the situation we are too, like not going back to the coronavirus and all that. Right. But, but still it takes part in, in like in, in somebody that's having a a birth or, or whatever the situation, but like this, like his, his girlfriend, his family can't go see him in the room he is right now. Yeah. I think that was one of the toughest parts for me reading it too. It was just like, they can't. That's can't even visit the guy. I mean, I know he's not conscious, but still, like, you'd like to be there to. Oh know, my God! Just hold his some, hand and exactly, say that you right? love him and and whatever, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it means so much just to feel someone's touch, whether they're conscious or not. Like in that sort of situation, it's just like, For my sure. God, like your heart goes out to that that girl and that family and and everybody involved him, right? So, how do you do? How do? You, how is you as a parent or or a girlfriend or whatever? Be sitting at home and he's sitting there and like not be able to to, to show your yeah it kind of just compounds right like oh. not being able to visit and actually be there for them physically like that's i honestly i think we can all agree that like i i can't even imagine well like, i mean can i like. can i give a personal experience to this right now sure if if you'd that's like, okay? yeah absolutely okay. so my uh my girlfriend i love my life right her uncle um as of Christmas, um, was completely fine. We knew him was complaining about a little bit of back pain a couple months before that. Absolutely no issues. Right. Um, a month ago just got diagnosed, um, with cancer in his lower back and just a week ago passed away. Wow. Right. He was 52 years old and it went from being this guy who, my God, he, he cooked dinner for us, cooked, cooked me one of the, the best dinners I've ever had in my life, right? Like, and and just was the happiest, jolliest person as well as his his wife who uh, my heart goes out to, right? In the same situation where, like, now we're in a scenario where we're having a FaceTime on Sunday here uh, and, and having to have the funeral over FaceTime because it's like, how yeah, do we man. deal with the situation where we can't go through this? 
right? Like this, this coronavirus is so devastating to so many different situations. And like mine is just, just one part of that. I'm not trying to like overreach and take part in, in COVID cave and what's going on with him. Right. But, but like each individual person that's going through a, a traumatic event that usually is something that you can deal with in a normal way to grieve is now like the next level. Like you can't even go hold somebody's hand and give them a hug. Right. And like, go tell your mom that you love them or, or whatever the situation is. Right. Like it's, it's so hard hearing of these stories and, and trying to give sympathy back to them. Right. Like, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's terrible it, it for, almost, for everybody right now. Yeah. Sorry. It, it yeah. almost reminds me in, in like a really, not a, a morbid, but just a, like kind of a depressing way, I guess, but with the, with the Kobe Bryant thing and not trying to compare like COVID to, a basketball player. And, let, and let, let's just say yeah. before you do that too, like we're not trying to compare cave to my girlfriend's uh, uncle. No, to, for to sure. Anybody, like any of it, like it's, it's all their own individual. Well, but that's, that's exactly yeah. it. And it's like, you look at Kobe and how many like other, um, like his, sorry, I'm, I'm completely blanking his daughter's basketball teammates and their parents that were in the helicopter too. Right. And you just get completely overshadowed. And that's what's, and it's not, like anyone's fault necessarily like media or whatever, but it's the same thing that's happening with COVID is like, people are still having heart attacks and strokes and, and, and car accidents and anything else in it. Like as, as sad as it is to say it's COVID's having kind of compounding those issues. So no, it makes all that stuff like that much harder, but I, I think it's, you know, not belittling, but like to anyone going through something like that, but but it could be potentially comforting to know that like other people are also going through similar struggles. So I, I do appreciate you, you sharing your girlfriend and, and your guys's kind of experience there. And obviously send our um, forward, our condolences onto your girlfriend. That's a, that's a tough situation. I mean, I've, I've lost like older loved ones somewhat suddenly like that. And I can't imagine compounding, you know, this issue onto that, but we do let's uh let's switch gears though. Not that, you know, that, that's obviously a very important thing to discuss, but let's, uh, let's switch gears to a little bit happier news, a little happier for Brad anyways, I guess. So I don't know if you heard either Brad, but Slepeshev was offered a two-year contract, one or two-year contract by Holland to return from Moscow to Edmonton. And he rejected that contract. I so we'll that. be returning to Moscow, not a huge, huge player, but kind of a guy that was misused and had a career year in Moscow this past year. And, Looking into his contract and age, at the end of this two-year deal coming into the KHL, he will be a UFA. So pretty good chance he's not an Oiler ever again. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a big loss for you guys? I don't think it's a big, big loss. I'm curious what Kyle thinks. I, I look at it more, I think he'd be a bona fide upgrade uh, in our bottom six. Not like all of our wingers in our bottom six, but I think you look at guys like Patrick Russell and, um, sorry, who else? Like, like Nygaard and Haas. I know Haas is a center, but I, I I'd say he's probably a safer bet than those guys as far as being a, an NHL talent. I, I think, think he has the potential a to be big troubles, though, too. I'd say that he fits in like better into our third line than like Archibald does, but Archibald fits in better to our first line than Shlepishev does, but Archibald also fits in better to our fourth line. You know what I mean? Like uh, Shlepishev is, is very much like a good third line scoring winger 
Um, I don't see him on like that physical presence, but I'm also upset that he's gone. He, he, he had that great shot. I thought that he was underutilized back when he was part of the team. I think that and was I one wish of the that biggest he was. failures by McClellan, to be honest. Yeah, like, I, I wish that, that he was really... going to get another showing here for another two years because just to be part of that bottom six that Holland has created and be part of the mix and try to prove his worth, um, I think probably would have been worth his time not that i'm gonna downplay his choices but if he wants to stay in russia right but uh but rather than going to it was the ckSA i believe right like yeah it's a moscow team yeah yeah he uh, moscow teams i mean he was offered a chance and if he didn't want to take it that's fine but i think he probably would have got a third line role easily with the oilers i think uh he he is definitely an, an upgrade to what we've had in the bottom six so do you so, guys like Brad, you, you mentioned that it you think it could be potential big problems too. What, well, what do you mean by that? I don't know. After I said it, I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sorry but, to call you I mean, I think typically he's had two advocate. drinks. Yeah. I don't have two dr- <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm drinking here. Um, no, I, I think to play devil's advocate, I think it's tough. Kay. Like Russians haven't had a great track record in Edmonton. That's kind of where I'm right? going so I think with that's, it. There's not a great like Russian culture that some other teams have in the NHL. Well, you know, like when Pugliarvi left you guys. Or when you guys, mm-hmm. you know, when when he was no longer in your roster, and he and he leaves and goes overseas, um, there was no positives that came from that. And do you not kind of on a guy that's wishy washy whether he wants to be here or not? Like, I don't know. Is it worth the risk? I mean, I, I guess yes. If he wanted to come here, then it would be great for you guys. But if he's wishy washy on it, I'd just as soon get a guy that. I mean- that's going to have a heart and soul. And um, I don't know what you guys feel about Archibald. And I watch him one game and I think he's a decent player. And I watch him the next game and I'm like, how the hell is this guy in the league? And then, yeah, but I would say the same thing about like Pugliarvi and, uh, and Slepeshev, right? Like Slepeshev would be kind of in that same category. I'd put Archibald, although like a bit uh, above that, whereas Pugliarvi being a, you know, fourth overall pick, you would expect, some sort of return on him he, and, and he, just like, his, he's a higher skill player but archibald oh. is a way more consistent like defensive like hard-working guy for sure oh, archibald yeah, but, I'm, but i'm just saying in comparison to puliarvi right for like, to like slepshev and puliarvi you mean to to uh to both like puliarvi versus slepshev and archibald right yeah. like like puliarvi is just the expected higher return on what you invested, right? You invested like a very, very high first round. Right. But it's also have way higher bust potential where I think Slapshev is going to, is potentially like more likely to be a solid third. Okay. Okay. For for sure, dude. But, but that, but at that point in time, Puliarvi was who everybody was registering as the third overall. And we probably would have got, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, yeah, no, he definitely has a higher history, history. Right. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like it just, so let me ask you this guys yeah you guys are obviously sore about pooley rv because he was a high pick and, and it didn't and it hasn't worked out and probably won't work out um we have sam bennett who is the highest he's, flames draft pick in history brad i just want to say he's liked mcdavid instagram posts so pooley rv that is just saying there's a chance <laughs> Okay. There's Brad's a chance. Like these fucking millennials. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about there, Kyle. <laughs> so Sam Bennett, he gets shit on in Calgary all the time because he's not right. hasn't lived up to the expectations that were pinned upon him because of a high draft pick. But I, I'm not like 
I was less of a fan this year than I was years past, even though I, I would consider myself a Sam Bennett fan um, in the fact that I, I think it's kind of bullshit in the fact that like not everybody that's drafted high is going to score 40, 30, 40 goals a season. And the scouts aren't right on everybody, but that doesn't mean they're that they suck. There's always a home for them. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that we had this hope in Calgary that Sam Bennett was going to be our first line winger. And he was just going to put up points left and right because he did in juniors. But Mm -hmm. when he didn't, when he, when he hasn't in Calgary, but what people forget is like, he was our only forward at the end of the playoffs last year that I was like, okay, he can sleep good tonight. Like, I'm not shooting yeah, you. Like, he was our only in. guy as a forward last year in Calgary that I was actually happy with in the postseason. He, he can be a tough player to play against. He can. Sure. He can do it all. But we got to get and this. It's one of those things. I, I think it's this player that I'm about to name is more to that extent where maybe on both. Yeah. Oh, like, a okay. very, very high draft pick and has been a consistent point producer, but has never been that guy that's like 80, 90, 100 points that generate, or like not even generational, that franchise guy to build around, right? Well, you guys have very to good be secondary piece. You have to be super like, happy with him, right? For sure. Oh, of course. But, but as a whole, as the NHL sees him, no, right? Like, yeah, I, I would say like Bennett, Bennett is a more extreme example of that, right? Like, he fits into the fourth line, third line, whereas like Nugent Hopkins fits into the second line. But ideally, people kind of slot him into that third line center role. But we right? like a lot of, a lot good of third line centers. Two years on him, too. Am I not wrong? Sorry. Uh, Nuge has, yeah, at least one, I believe, uh, three years actually. So where, okay. So, so Ben has room to grow. Sorry. That's my point. Where are we supposed to draft third line centers? What pick are they supposed to be? Yo, I'm not disagreeing with you. We're not disagreeing with no, you. Like, I don't yeah. think, come on, no, Kyle, I, I want to argue. Well, I mean, there's obviously not a like bonafide <laughs> pick. You, but like, where, I want to argue, you, Kyle. Damn it. <laughs> where are you Like, where are you kind of asking where the buffer is? Well, where yeah. if the guy all he is is a third line center, where that's not disappointing. Yes, I'd say tenth. Okay, like if I get a top ten pick and I use it on a center, my hope and expectation this top right two. or wrongly is that they're going to be a top six center. I agree. I will agree with it, but I yeah I I think you have that, that hope later too, on yeah. too. Like if you spend your twenty fifth pick on a center, you hope. As well, but I think it's a lot more reasonable. I, to be like, I'd say, oh, yeah, like, that guy at twenty-two is going to be if I spend, a top nine guy. If I spend top ten in the second round, I'm expecting them to be like a like top nine player, but right? You guys, it's, it's, but it's so t- it's so tough. Thing. I feel like, but, Kyle, but you can't you can't guess that because it so depends on the draft. Too. Oh my god, there's like, oh, some drafts you can get a stud yeah. early in the second round, but the and draft, others that's like. But you can say that's the last draft compared to this upcoming draft, what people are expecting too, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, look at like we got Lavoie in the first, and like he was projected to be a top fifteen pick at times. So you could say the same thing about like DeBrinket and Yamamoto and those guys, like and Benson and Benson yeah. for sure. What are we going to do so about many, a lot of those years? What are we going to do about the draft this year, you guys? So well, we want to go to we, Montreal. We so uh, yeah. I'm going to COVID protest. I'm going to go to the Bell Center and just hang out in front of the Let's do it. Man. I think it. I think it happens. They, I think by the end of, or sorry, by the start of June, we're gonna have a no, way better. It idea. won't, John. In in Montreal here, 
all public meeting events, like anything over 10 people are banned until July 2nd. They can so change that, Kyle. So <laughs> they, that's doesn't written in stone. No, it is by the city. No, it is. Yes. It is by oh the city. my God. You, so you're telling me they can't go back on it. I guess that's actually a good point by Brock because Calgary did the same thing. It's like all of a sudden, say they come out with a vaccine tomorrow and they can administer <laughs> it's it. It's like, oh week. shit, we're not going to do anything. That's John, but as guys, a semi-medical me... professional, are they coming out with a vaccine? No, there's no fucking way. Okay, and, come and on, you guys. Even, so. It has nothing to do with me. So if we don't have any new, you're, you're, so you're so, telling me that Montreal all of a sudden gets to the point where they got one new case a week or two new cases a week, that you're not freaking having a thing at the Bell Center? No, but... Brad, the point is, is that like, it, it's not that you wouldn't have a thing at the bell center, right? Like, and it's not that by July that we wouldn't go back to semi-normal life, right? It's that there wouldn't be an event where there'd be 20,000 people showing up for being close knit to each other. If anything, probably after we come out of this quarantine, right? We're going back to 50% people inside a restaurant. Like the the only way it happens blah, 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 that right? quickly is if this completely gets out of control and everybody gets infected right away. So then therefore everybody gets yeah. over it quicker I, I and just, everybody dies quicker or you come out with a vaccine. Like, so next season, is, just, the, the dr- let's, let's take a step back. I just want to say the draft is, was supposed to be at the end of June and that was supposed to be live in Montreal. Right. And obviously yes. that's not going to happen. No. It was banned until July 2nd. And I know that they could come back on that, but the chances of that happening and allowing the draft to happen and all and that just the logistics here, of coordinating it. Cause they're already assuming they're not going to be able to do it. So let, let's just take yeah. a step back here, boys. Yeah. Go ahead. So by June 1st, what I, what I was saying is we're going to have a way better idea of if they're going to still attempt to play hockey this year or not, as far as the 1920 season finishing it. And I think by then, if it's still like, there's just like really no way this is going to happen or they're still hopeful, that's going to depend if it gets pushed back or not. Because I think if you look at like June 1st, and I'm just kind of throwing out a day, not necessarily that day, but the start of June, if they're really looking like there's no way we're going to be able to get this season done by the time next season was supposed to start with adding a break. Cause we can all agree. There's no way the owners are going to miss out on next year. They're not going to miss out on the revenue. They're already losing so much money. There's no way they lose games next year. No players can afford to either. Well, exactly. So at that point, if there's no way, I think they're going to just, they'll do some type of lottery for all the teams. So you'll have your teams that they're your worst 16 teams that all have a shot at first. And then the other was that 17 teams, 15 teams that are all going to get lotteried out based off where they were in standings. And I think the draft happens online. I agree. But I think that's really, I, I totally like, agree with you, John, do it. but you know what? I'm going to play shit stirrer here. The way you guys are talking though, next season's in jeopardy. I mean, I, I think that I depends think on if there's like a second out. resurgence of this virus or not. Right. Like that's just on pro- projections. I'm going to make a prediction for the U S there is no way they keep people quarantined through July. No way. John, Friday, April 10th, 11.37 p.m. Let's uh, clip that. There's Do it. Do it. <laughs> We're putting it into existence. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm wrong, I, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll come on your show and you guys can tell me how great the Oilers are. And I'll wear an Oilers jersey. How's that sound? Okay. okay. I was like, I don't even fucking have like a jersey. I mean, like, if, if I'm, I'm wrong, 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 I'll come on your guys' show. Now we're talking with the jersey. 
I'll take a picture and buy, put you it on your buy Twitter. You buy a legit jersey so the revenue goes to the Oilers. Though. Oh, shit. They need it. We're not providing you with a fucking Oilers jersey. Okay. I'll, I'll do it. I'll borrow one. I'll, I'll buy one. Whatever. No, yeah. I, I find it funny how we keep dipping back and forth in between coronavirus talk. I know we that can't. it affects everything we, that we're talking what about. Happens, but it's just like like the whole world forth, is coronavirus. Yeah. John and I pledged I that we weren't going to talk about this shit, and now we're talking we, about we, it. I mean, to be fair, I tried pretty hard to steer you guys away. You're, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm it's, just like, I'm not Brad are shit disturbers. No, and you're, you usually hold the course, and then we I, like dip back in. You Kyle post, keeps like, bringing it up, man. He keeps bringing it up. I'm not saying I'm 100%. I haven't said a thing. What are you talking about, Brad? This is what happens if you guys drink. Jesus. I'm not saying I'm 100% innocent, but I'm saying it's been not me at all that's getting into the coronavirus stuff. <laughs> the closest I got was the Colby Cave discussion, and that's very quickly slipped in. But so for our last topic, and this yeah. is one that I, I've, I've been looking forward to all day, and well, for the last couple of days since we kind of coordinated this, but one of the things I think that isn't being talked about a little bit, but we haven't talked about it, with the salary cap unlikely to rise. So let's just, we're not even going to talk about how the season's going to play out. But either way, teams have taken a financial hit. Salary cap's not going to go up near as much as it, it was supposed to. <laughs> but let's just say that the salary cap remains at the exact same number, which I believe it was at 81 and a half or 82 and a half. 81 and a half. 81 and a half. Thank you. Let's say it stays right there or maybe even drops a little bit if they, if they lose some profit. How do you think that impacts teams? And I have a couple of specific questions, but just generally, how do you like what kind of impact on the league do you think that has? Do you want me to go first so we don't get drug Kyle's and drag us back to the corona? Yeah, let's go with Brad. All right. <laughs> I, I like drunk Brad. He's chirping. <laughs> um this is gonna be a an interesting topic, and I'm gonna throw out a bunch of predictions here. I don't think we play hockey again this year, which is gonna financially kill a lot of teams 2020 20, or like 1920 no we won't play this they, we won't finish this season we'll start okay. next season okay. yeah um but we won't finish this season and i know no cup will be handed and there won't be a playoffs and and that's just unfortunate but i i don't see that happening um but what i think is going to be the ramifications of that is the escrow amount is going to be to a point where players aren't going to be able to manage it and quite honestly owners aren't going to want players to have to play that much escrow because it just won't be good for the game. So no. what I see coming out of this is a lot of league meetings this summer, and I see a 10-year new CBA coming out of this where players are forgiven some of the money that's lost in order to get a 10-year CBA, and uh, we go back to hockey with the exact same salary cap next year um, where the payers do, players do have to pay some escrow, but not to the extent that they're going to have to pay for the losses this year. Brad, you literally just stole the punchline, right? Like not the punchline, but the, the key point I was going to nail on to end this episode. And that was the question of, do you think if this continues going on and maybe dips into next year, that they just take that as an opportunity to renegotiate the CBA? Hell yeah. We're getting a new CBA out of this, you guys. I believe. I, I wonder if that's going to be the one big positive from this. Like you, you hammer out the Olympic question that's looming over. You hammer out the escrow issue, and you're actually not rushed because you can't play hockey anyways. You know, I don't want to talk about the Olympics, but one thing with the Olympics is, um, I think that's a factor. But see, what a lot of people don't escrow get is way more important. Oh, Sorry for sure. Finish your point, though. But what a lot of people don't get is a lot of the problems with the Olympics isn't 
just the NHL. It's the I, it's the Olympics. IOC. Oh, it's the IOC for yes, sure. That's, sure. That's ninety sure percent yeah. of the problems. I don't think that Bettman and the the crew, NHL crew are sitting in their office going "fuck them." We aren't going to the Olympics because I don't fucking feel hey, like it. As, Man, as, as a whole, so and as an Edmonton gruff. fan, I think it's like it's kind of bad to be booing Batman because he saved him. I like nineties. You right? guys, I like and Batman. Yeah. I, I don't hate the guy personally. I really, really don't I like, I understand why people boo him, but it's like, a, man, it's like a, almost it's a meme at this point. Like, I yeah, I don't, I'm not a, like I don't. The reason I Gary wanted to Batman, go to the draft was so I could boo time, him. That's it. Like, yeah, go that, down. Like, how, f- how funny was it when Vegas booed him and he said something along the lines of like, "Oh, we know Vegas is a hockey city now," like something like that when they booed him, and it's like that. It's hilarious. Yeah, uh, I think no one can argue. And it's also good that he how, look at how much it. the game has grown. Look at what he's done t- television exactly. wise. Like he's going to oh, go down as the greatest. He's got a job that the fans are going to hate. He's the greatest commissioner of of all time by a mile by a mile i don't know enough about the commissioner history but that's he has whole, grown whole the game a hundred sure. times more in both financially and he he saved a lot of the canadian markets he's which this one kind of pisses me off he saved the arizona time and time and time and time and time again yeah um, you could argue that that might I mean, be a negative that sure. that is a negative i think but i mean overall like if you really really like as much as he looks like a little weasel, like he's <laughs> been like tremendous for this game. Well, and I've actually was fortunate enough to actually talk to him one time. And he's like a killer. Good guy too. Like he's a really nice guy. Well, I don't want to become the jerk off section of uh, Batman, but I mean, like he actually he came into power. What? Like mid nineties. Right. And, yeah, and 93. early nineties, right? 93, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, from his time that he's been here, his tenure, like how much the game has grown, especially in the United States, right, has been huge for the game, and dude, we're starting to see. Well, sorry to cut you dude, off, but like, dude, Nashville, Nashville, and I know Arizona hasn't had the fan base of it, freaking- but like Austin Matthews came from there. Uh, Southern California has had a huge growth in hockey. Texas has had a huge growth in hockey. Florida has, you know, like not although it's sowing right now, the young kids are coming in right now. Like there's growth coming in from these southern states that have been because Batman put those teams in there or at least helped associate those teams to get a position, right? So to say that he's a bad commissioner is is a joke. I think he's actually, like Brad said, has done a fucking fantastic job. Look and I don't th- boo him when he's coming out there. Although to do the meme, I would do it, I guess. The, the guys, thing look is, at this too, is like, What's that? Pull the standings up. You know, just look at all the teams. At He's helped Pittsburgh. He's helped Carolina before. He's helped Columbus before. He's helped the Islanders before. He's helped the Devils before. I mean, he's helped Florida. He's helped, you know, Ottawa. I mean, you just look at, that's just the Eastern Conference that he's helped. I mean, every team has their moments where it's like, you know, even when Calgary was doing their Houston ploy a couple of years ago or a year ago or whatever that nightmare was, um, yeah. Batman was, you know, stood strong and said, I do not want this team to leave Calgary unless they have to. Pretty sure he did the same thing with Edmonton. He did. Yeah, he did. That's what I was saying. In the like, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. I mean, I, I, well, even earlier on, like I'm talking when we got our, when Rogers place, yeah, I came in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he had, well, like, I mean, it's just too. to even like, just to look at him, like in comparison to another big league, right? Like Roger Goodell from the NFL. 
right? And and he's had his own controversies as well, too, right? He's true, but true pro player. It, yeah, it, big time, right? But I mean, there's just it, you've seen such a better effect, at least in my opinion. Not that I'm the biggest NFL fan, but from Batman compared to Goodell, right? Like, and that's just two kind of controversial people that I'm throwing out there, but. Batman, in my opinion, has, you know, uh, as well as growing the game, he's he's been through a lot more. He's kind of dealt with the uh, the toughness, if you want to say in quotation, thrown his way, like the boos and everything, whereas Godel kind of throws it off to the side, whereas Batman, like, plays with it. Like, he accepts it at this point now. And, and, and I know we kind of talked about that, too, um, John last episode with Andy to how I, I wish that they would bring that personality into the league and just seeing like even Batman bring up a, a bit of that was why I enjoy Batman more. Now I was totally part of the, the team that was like, Hey Batman, just because it's a meme, because I don't understand why we hate Batman, but sure. I hate him, <laughs> you know, but, but now that I understand who the guy is and seeing what he's done recently and like kind of building into the meme of hating himself, like you kind of want to love the guy in a way that he's like the villain you want to hate. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I personally like the guy. I know that that might get some hate, but no, yeah, why it shouldn't get hate. I mean, yeah. I, I think when I was talking about personality, you guys should check out 31 thoughts podcast with that had Batman on it. I think it was, it was like at least a year ago. Oh, I remember that. And I remember him being very funny in that. Yeah, it, it was like funny. And like recommend. you could tell he's a very like thoughtful, like with his words, right? He's very thoughtful. Have you I, read his book? What he, I actually, I actually I think John, actually. I haven't read the book. Sorry, but I actually okay. think John that that podcast was like the moment that I thought that he was decent, like walking home from work and like, was like, holy shit, this person is like a real human and I I, respect his opinion. Yeah. I think the thing is from fans perspective is like commissioners are always going to be such a big target for hatred and, and anything like that. And it's just, it's not a easy job for one. And at the end of the day, the only ones that are holding you accountable as a commissioner is the owners. Like you're pretty much the owner's I mean, not boss, but you are the connection to their league. Well, like they're, they're your boss more or less. Yeah, they are your boss. At the end of the day, you've got a bunch of billionaires that are profiting off of this league where you have the fans that are always going to side with the players. So in any lockout, there might be a little bit of talk of, oh yeah, these players are greedy. Look how many millions they make. But at the end of the day, the fans are always going to stick by the players and, and, well, that's because they're fans negatively of- on the owners. I mean, look and look at us for a prime example when we were talking about the owners, whether they were paying their part-time staff or not when this COVID thing broke out. And that's we're not getting into that, but like, I was that's a, a prime one. example. Are like, we gonna get we into- were so quick to no. throw owners under the bus. I wasn't. Like, no, I know what you weren't actually, Brad. Sorry, I meant we as more of a Kyle and me thing, but maybe we just took the opportunity to rip on your flames owner. But anyways, <sighs> it's so I think it's not it's a. All right, it's all right. It's a very. Like, and Boston, and Boston. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A bunch of other teams. There's lots, but I, I think it's one of those things that's it's one like it's a very, very difficult position. And I think there's a lot of good ideas that come from fans or whatever else, but it's harder to implement that when you're actually in charge of that size of a corporation that's that is the NHL. So I want to steer us back though. So specifically to the stal- salary cap. So let's Kind of ignore the the CBA, even though I think that's that is really good discussion, and I'm really curious to see what happens there. 
so if the salary cap doesn't go up, do you think, like, let's look Oilers specifically. Do you think they seriously look at buying out James Neal before next season? <laughs> Holy shit. Can I get out of this one? I want to see. I want to see that what Kyle has for to you, say. Brad. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh God, what? what you guys think you're going to buy him out? Does that yeah, solve? Does that solve a problem though? I mean, it clears up like a freaking quite a bit of cap space. I don't actually have that number like it yeah. pulled into me, but you guys no, chat. I'm going to pull that up right now. I, oh, I was going. You chat. Like, but how many? I don't know how many guys he's can teams. He's way more biotable than Lucic. He, sure. Well, Lucic can't be bought out. No, he's. You guys are. So that's that's the other question is. But you know if what? If the cap doesn't go up, do teams negotiate a compliance buyout for players like that? Where they say, okay, you guys have projected the cap at eighty four to eighty eight million dollars, which is a huge jump, and now out of everyone's control, this thing has happened. So I wonder if the owners go to the NHLPA and say, we want to buy every team gets one compliance buyout. So you still have to pay the player out similar to what happened in the last, um, the last CBA negotiation where can I, can I you, throw you can buy them out, out to that, no hit to the cap whatsoever. Can they I, just remove from the cap. I know, but can I throw something out? Sure. Like I think that the money lost on this by the, on the owner's end is probably more substantial than we think of as fans. So do you and think that I don't know team, that there's a lot more teams that don't spend to the cap then in that situation? No, I think they don't I, I don't think they could afford buyout. to buy out. I, I just don't I don't think I don't think the general manager can knock on a lot of the owners doors and say, "Dude, we got to buy this guy out for 6 and a half million and we're just going to have to do it." And the owners are going to be like, "Well, shit. I just lost you know 900 million like I can't, I can't, man. I, I just, I can't bleed more. All on the same page where you know, say you give, they want compliance bios. There might be 10 or 12 teams that want that. But what about the team, the Florida's that are struggling? Why would they say, yeah, sure. We want a compliance bio. That's going to way more drastically help the wealthy teams that are contenders. I would compared to no. the budget teams like them. Yeah. If I was one of those teams, that. I'd be like, piss on that. They got themselves into this, man. Yeah. You know, Arizona, Ottawa, Florida. If I'm Colorado, what are you? What if I'm Colorado's owner? I'd be like, "Fuck that!" Toronto's going to pay for this. All these other teams that are right in the cap are going to pay for this. Now it's time for me to make hay because I've been watching my cap. I'm so glad you brought them up. It is absurd how much cap space Colorado has. I know, and I know they've got McKinnon and Landeskog on they can stupid t- good deals. They can take their and pick on, goal. on entry level, but like frick, do they have a lot of money? You know what, though? Be careful, though, because like Vancouver had $20 million here about eight months ago. And oh, for sure. I mean, gone. you literally look like McKinnon's going to get, I mean, I've I've heard Colorado fans say like, oh, no, McKinnon's coming out and saying he's going to take a discount. Like, he might take like a Crosby-level discount, but that dude is getting like at least nine or ten. But you know like, what? Let's be real. He's not signing for five, five no, and a half, six, no, whatever it no. takes right now. Like, I've, I've heard a couple of Colorado fans say You know that. what, though? Let's get real here. There's no freaking way he does that. Think, think about this, though, you guys. This is what scares me as a as a Western Conference team, mm-hmm. and this should scare you guys too. Um, is it that McDavid and Drysaddle are on the same team in their division? Oh it my should. god! I need to pour <laughs> another drink here, John. Um, Colorado has got enough money, basically. To take their pick at goaltenders next year, they can take Holby, like Markstrom. Yeah. They can take whoever they want. I've been talking about, I've been high, high, high on Colorado 
for about the last two years. I know that's not a hot take or anything because they've been trending upward, but I think there's going to be a legendary series in between like prime McDavid dry versus Colorado when all those guys are like 25 to 20 McKinnon McDavid. So you're ruling Calgary out completely. Well, I mean, they can rebuild and maybe, maybe get yeah, into maybe that. We'll like see years, oh, maybe we'll see Calgary. Oh, yeah. Coming yeah, from maybe. the Oilers I mean, guys I, who have been I, irrelevant for a decade. I'm not saying that Calgary's not going to win some series or whatever or have some good series. Get to I a second round like, of win I'm that looking maybe, at like but yeah. a conference final. Are you guys like forgetting you have to go through us? What's that? You have to go through us, you know? Yeah. Like, if that's like. Kyle was scared to death of that. I know he was. I heard it on your podcast. I'm more, yeah, hundred percent. I said, I said, I was more worried about going against Calgary than Vancouver. Not that I'm worried about going against you. Oh, he's backtracking again. That's not backtracking. That's hundred percent true. Just bugging you. I was, I was. We were like pretty out there right away too, saying that. um, What was that? That was the the Patreon episode we did, Brad. The Pacific yeah. Roundtable. Yeah. And everyone was like, yeah, I'm scared of seeing Vancouver. And I was like, no, me like and you team I'll play in this division. No, I'd rather play Vancouver over like LA. Because you can rough them up, man. They don't like that. Oh, yeah. They they're don't like that. And soft. And like, I, I, they're a very exciting team. Oh, they're but dynamic. I think they're, they're a year or two away. They're, like, they're not tough enough. No. But Kyle, need, I got to tell you a story. Need a in their bottom six. I'll trade them. <laughs> Would you trade yeah, them? No shit. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. That's our point. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you something, Kyle. I was uh, yeah. I was out in my garage cleaning it up here a couple of weeks ago, and I was listening to some podcasts, and I was listening to your podcast, and I heard you on there, and John was chirping us flames, and I was, yeah. and you were saying how you didn't want to play us in the first round, and I damn near called both of you two. I was so fired up in my garage. My wife even asked me, she was, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "These guys, the Edmonton guys, are pissing me off here." I'm listening <laughs> to their podcast. And, oh, you had me going that day. You were telling me about that the other day, or like a couple of weeks well, ago. You know, it was, the thing was, there was. You know why I said we that, Brad? Talking, just a second, hold on, Cal. No, no is the we were talking. I can't about, respond to my own like. No, just out. give me, just fucking give me a second. Okay. We were okay. What was said was, you had said, oh, or I said, wouldn't you want to play Calgary? Because we were talking about first round matchups, and you're like. Oh, well, we'll just play Calgary in the second round. And I was like, Calgary's not going to make it to the fucking second. Yeah. And I just fucking and then lost we both it. Laughed. That's what, sorry. I didn't okay. mean to cut you off, but go ahead. That's well, that is exactly what I was going to say, John, is that, you know, I don't think that Calgary would get through the second round because the competition they would face in the first round is obviously going to be too much for them. So if they got through the second round, we would obviously dominate them. So I also remember you saying I'd be scared to death to play Calgary in the first round. It's I more, I think I'm exactly what he said is I'd be scared to, to death. I'd, only, I'd yeah. only want to play him if I knew he'd win for sure. And I don't know that. Okay. So I know you're going way back. Okay. Honestly, this is, okay. No, you know no, what? You know right. what, Brad, actually, you might be calling out something that's true. And you know what? Actually, I, I don't hate it because I think that if we we're going to go into Calgary and especially first round, like I, I more worry about the skill players of Edmonton being thrown out and i know that's my own kind of prejudice against honey and stuff really i I, yeah i do i just like i i've seen the hate from goudreau and the the knee on knee and as much kind of meme situations you want to throw out as oilers fans but maybe that was my reasoning back in the day i'm trying to throw back you know 
months back now. But you know I that no, what it was, Kyle, was yeah. this was early on in the season before we had played any Battle of Albertas, before our teams had really solidified the teams that they were this year or are this year. And we were talking about a potential Battle of Alberta playoff round because we were fairly close early on in the standings. And both sides, I will say, Brad, both Flames and Oilers fans were largely saying they really want that series, but only if they win. Because that's the thing. If you oh, lose that I series, think you're, right. that was you're like going to get December. shredded yes. by every Flames or Oilers fan in the province for the rest of the freaking year. Yes. So that was the concern. It wasn't that we were scared of Calgary. You all it was oh true. It was in the worst case on, scenario, yeah, if right. you lose to Calgary, Do you know the the consequences are way higher compared to any other team. Do you know that tonight we would have been possibly finishing game two of the ballot? Don't even no. say it. It's so I'm depressing. Sorry. I don't. I can't even handle it. I know. <sighs> I saw the tweet out a couple days ago when it was like they're going to be the first game in the playoffs, and I was like, man, guys, I wish I could like unsubs. I, sh- I wish I could mute all tweets like that because it bums me. I hate to say I don't think that Calgary was going to make it. Oh my god, Kyle, stop! <laughs> you know what? Like, stop! You you know what? <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Are you guys sick of these simulated games on Facebook? <laughs> I'm not sick of them, but I just don't pay attention. You know I, I, I thought yeah, it was kind of a I good idea. Yeah. And Cal- I know some of the guys on the network, well, they're not even simulated. Sorry, they're doing like streaming, which is like just more, sorry, not simulated games. But yeah, the simulated ones, the other thing was is like in the NHL video games, they made it the full 20 minutes, which makes sense. But then you were getting games that were like the shots were like 96 to 84. And I'm, I wasn't even watching, but I was just seeing what people were saying about it. And it's like, can we adjust this to make it Dude, actually like kind of realistic? Simulated? I like, bro, change I'm the sliders like Luchich John. I'm just saying like I I play competitive NHL 20. You can make fun go. of me all you want. Like John has made fun of me on this podcast. I won't make fun of you. I don't play it, but, but I I will I'll leave you but alone. But I mean, Kyle. we stream that, and it's it's six on six. Like I play goalie. There's five people in front Explains of me. Right? No way. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, it's actually it's actually a really cool game. And like watching that, I would understand because like that was our point with again throwing back to Andy last last game, right? Like if they were to get uh six NHL players on six NHL players and play a six on six game where they're like playing but their they're position, not video even if gamers, they suck, though. who cares is their personality? But like sorry, what was that, Brad? They would they would they would suck though, because they're not video games. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's their personality it's the, it's type the of thing, right? It's just stuff, it's just that they're the having biggest... fun and like making fun of each other and who cares, right? But I but just for the, the NHL to be throwing like these games out, I get it. But there's just to me, like I play in a super competitive league and like if you want to watch good NHL like online hockey like mm-hmm. it's it's already out there not that that's like what's well, entertaining and the, the it's still issue shit is hockey. why you couldn't I do just, it with real nhl just, players yeah. is there's okay. no way there's enough real life nhl virgins no. there's just no way well, there's dude, enough like, guys to get watch that on. shit like unless it's actual nhl players like playing six on six i might watch it I might. I wouldn't. That. And I still, yeah, I wouldn't. And I still, I play the game competitively. So Lucic, like, what the fuck? Lucic just scored for Calgary to win in overtime to beat Vancouver. I see that. In see game that two. Is that not a bunch of bullshit? Because Lucic isn't scoring. Yeah, an OT Lucic, winner. Yeah. One thing I did think that was interesting is Talbot was in net. Think about would that Would he have one. not been though? Oh, I think he would have been. We won five nothing in the first game. I think game, he would have sure been. He put out. Yeah. 
I think so. I'm even just, sure just like I'm talking real it. life. Like, no, I think in real like, life he would have been too. Like he was just you think so? since yeah. December he's been by far. Yeah, the actually, yeah, cool. Riddick was. Yeah. You guys want to know? Okay, let me just talk one thing, Calgary here. Um, yeah, you want to know what the biggest thing in Calgary is that worries me to death is last year's playoff disappointment was so like earth shattering in Calgary that we had a lot of unanswered questions. Like we needed to figure out who was our starting goalie. We needed to figure out is our first line playoff tough. We need to figure out what defensemen we're going to re-sign. And none of that shit's going to get figured out now because we can't play out the rest of the season. Like, we don't know if we're playoff ready. So do, what do we do? Do we trade Gaudreau now or not? Like, I vote we trade him. But, like, we have so many unanswered questions. And, you know, I talked about Kyle. I thought we trade him, too. Yeah. You know, we have so many. Kyle, yeah, you. <laughs> no, I actually I think in, like, Kyle? an unsarcastic way, that might be the right decision. No, I actually so, think that's probably so the best Brad, move for your team. But, yeah, just. Like, let, seriously, let like, there's so many things. About that, Brad. Okay. So, and this, I'm not even, I'm, like, wholeheartedly, 100% honestly, not even digging at you. Let's just look at it from an objective view. Do you think Calgary's core is good enough to win a cup? And I'm not talking, oh, you just have to get in and get a hot goalie. I'm talking about, is your core good enough to be a legit cup contender? You want it, my, my one-minute answer or my five-minute answer? Let's start with the one-minute answer. Okay. Yeah, give me a yes or no. No. Then, sorry, let me, you're, you, you, I want your answer. No. No, no, no. The, and I'm not, again, I'm not even digging at the flames. No, because there's but a I don't lot think Edmonton's like ready to win yet either. I, I don't think we are, but I think Edmonton definitely has the core. You, They need to build around that core more. Well, okay, but here's, cup here's the deal. But we have though. the core. I don't think Calgary well, has the I think core. we have three quarters of the core. Here's, here, I, just hear me out here for a second. Sure. Defensively, I think we're totally fine. We have to sign. Yeah, we have your, to your sign. Your strength. We sure. have to sign either Hamannick or Brody, one of the two. Yeah. Okay. And but Gio's and, also getting older. But yes, sorry, I agree. But we got Valimaki. We got. Solid. We have a solid decor. Like we have an abundance of of talent back there. Goaltending. It's a complete up in the air right now. Quite honestly, I would go out and try to get Markstrom or somebody, and then have Riddick and them. Or you know who else I like? I like Halak. I Where do. is he at? He's in Boston. Boston? I like him. So you have, you know, Halak and Riddick. I'm good with that. But here's my problem. I'm fine with our offensive core, but I would eliminate one guy. Johnny Hockey. Johnny Hockey's got to go. And you so know what? You what but here's part two to that now. And here's why I'm not sacrificing Monaghan. We've pinned Monaghan as a first line center from day one. Now, Monaghan's a great player, and we got him at a good price, but he's not a first-line center. But we have one. We have Lindholm. So you play Lindholm. Is Lindholm a center? Yeah, well, he's been playing center and wing. Okay, I didn't know that. So Interesting. He's our first-line center. Can first I say that Monaghan is like he's our a second line center. Hopkins? He is. He's I was totally. Say, I think so, too. Yeah. He is like exactly. exactly the same. He's kind of undershadowed, but plays that perfect two-line role. He can score when he needs to. He set us players. He's more of a passer than a scorer. He's a deadly in the slot. Exactly. I mean, he is he right. Yeah. He's Nugent Hopkins to a T, and we didn't yeah. draft him as high as Nugent Hopkins. I'm just saying. For sure. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Compliments. Dude, hey, hey, we're not going to hate on each other as much was, as we can. That do, was right? such like, a soft no. dig anyway. That was yeah, a soft dig. Dude. That was a soft one. But <laughs> seriously, though, this, you guys. I had enough this talk. But you know what? We've been, we've been pinning him as a first-line center and pretending that he was. You can't pretend shit in the playoffs. 
And we no, saw and that, that last year. It's the same thing with Nuge, like you guys were saying, though. It's like he's a he's a really good second line center playing with the right players. Like yes. I think if you you surround him, I know he's playing wing right now, Nuge is, but he's a little out of his depth as a first line center when you start getting against really tough competition. But you guys, do you think in the playoffs against like conference finals, you're playing Colorado? You think Lindholm holds his own as your number one center? I don't know. No, he's better than, but better here's the deal though. Here's the deal though, John, I am so anti paying someone $11 million that has a That's big fair. name. I, I'm I just a so few, anti a few players that you do that in the league for. And there's so few. And I think there's too many that are going to get that amount of money. Exactly. I don't pay John Tavares that amount of money. No. And I, I so, just, I don't know. I try to build a top to bottom, deep, deep core. Cause I so think Brad, that's what you're going to win with. Brad, if you were going to trade Johnny, right? Yeah. Like obviously he's, he's not a bad player. No. Like to say that you're going to trade him is, oh, he's is dynamic like in throwing the, him under in the, the bus. The like it just, just to, to overshadow it. Right. Like he's a great player. His contract in itself, it's right? Good. Like 6.75 million. Good. He's there till 2022. Like he, he's actually a good trader. Sorry. Player to trade. Mm-hmm. And and someone that a lot of teams would be looking for. So it, you as a Calgary fan, who would you be looking for or what would you be looking for in return for him? Oh, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's you're... It's a tough question. It's tough because there's so for many sure. variables that go Just into Just throwing him on the spot, but yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's, um, I'm good Sorry, to get him on the spot. If I, can, if I can step in just for a second. Okay, and then I'll what, answer that. What do you think, like what type of player... As far as the core, that's better. Do you What's think the worth? flames are missing? Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Okay. What are we it's, missing? It's tough to name a player, but like, what? So you you move Johnny and like within. Oh, what is the top six? What is the top? We need a. Need? We we need a. I I I maybe I'm sound crazy, and I'll probably get some Flames fans that'll tweet me nasty shit for saying this, but um, <laughs> I'm all right with that. They do it anyways. Um. <laughs> I think I'm okay with Lindholm as our first line center. I, I really am. I think. So you've got Lindholm as your first line center. Yeah. You've got Monahan as your second line yeah. center. Backlund Kachuk is my is, third. Backlund is your third. And so Ryan is my depth. fourth. Huh, tell me that's not good. Yeah. So you don't you don't have the top end elite elite first Forward line center, but you've got four fuck. solid centers there. Yeah. Hard working guys. Yeah. Yes. So what what type? I'm assuming your defense is solid, unless you want to. I love my and, defense. Don't. I'm not screwing yeah, with you're not defense. fucking with that. No. So what what type of winger do you bring in? Do you bring in a like well-rounded power forward, a two-way guy? You know who I've always kind of I don't know. I you know who really kind of just intrigues me? Who's that? Morgan Frost from Philadelphia. I think we trade Johnny Hockey. And I like Morgan Frost. A package. I don't, even, I don't even know much about that guy. So you guys go to town on this discussion. Well, I don't even know That's how much Eli. we got to go to town on it. I just, I think I could, I think you could, for Gaudreau's, I mean, it's no secret he wants to be, uh, I shouldn't say that. I hear multiple things. I hear he wants to be in Calgary, but then I hear he doesn't. And I hear, you know, it's like any, or like any other market. You hear so much stuff you just don't know it's the same thing as taylor hall man like the yeah. amount of times i've heard how much cocaine well, johnny I, hockey does yeah it's like i have no idea if that's true or not i have no idea if it is the dude does a lot of cocaine yeah like, a lot because <laughs> i hear just, it every day like, sorry who, just, who just knows a, if it's true but just to preface morgan frost uh john just because you don't know him too okay he's a left shooting center 
Okay, out of Aurora, Ontario, is Canadian. He plays for Philadelphia now, as you said, Brad. Twenty seventh overall in the first round. How old is he? Sorry, he's uh, I got twenty years old. I got it right here. Twenty years old. Yeah, so still on an ELC. Okay, yeah, he played for the uh, uh, oh my god. Sault Ste. Marie, Marie, yeah, Yeah. Greyhounds. My God, sorry, 112 points in 67 games for this highest season. Okay, and he played, uh, what, 20 games for the Philadelphia Flyers, 20 games played, 7 points, and 41 games played for their HL teams, the Phantoms, with uh, 29 points. So he's a decent prospect. I put him him even higher than like we, we would have rated Yamamoto, as, and he's in his, yes, uh, first professional season right in the AHL yep. he's already scoring at a higher rate than Yamamoto, Yamamoto sorry was at that point in time so yeah as a trade prospect he obviously I hasn't had that like legitimate breakout like no, Yamamoto for has, sure but he's but a sought it, after prospect he's definitely sure. like a first round pick and Philadelphia's first round pick but so he's worth something but he's mm-hmm. a late round pick and it's something that you could uh you could work for I think that's definitely I mean to target. it would be a package deal obviously it wouldn't just for be sure. him yeah. but he's a guy yeah. that I've always just kind of had on my radar um I, I and I'm not trying to sound like I want to like throw Johnny Hockey away, but you get he's guys. A player. Well, like here's the deal: he, you got not. there's hockey players that get you to the fi- or get you I get you to the playoffs. David, Shut up! What did you just say? <laughs> I thought, thought that Goudreau was, was better nation. than McDavid. Who That's the hell it. said that? Satire post saying how Johnny. Oh my God. All the reasons why no, Johnny. Hockey let's not talk about that. I don't write that shit. It that's was satire. Anyway. I've seen more than one. Okay, satire. but we've seen so much shit from Edmonton that's not even funny. No, but I'm just, I'm just how many? Shit here's you got players that get you to the playoffs, and you got players that win you in the playoffs. And Gaudreau sure. doesn't. He might get you to the playoffs, but he ain't going to win you anything in the playoffs. The only year we th- saw Johnny Hockey anything remotely good in the playoffs was his first year, his rookie year, and that's because he. Just trying to earn a spot on the damn team. Since then, he's been a absolute one hundred percent no show, and we can't live with that. We can't. We'll never win a cup with that. Well, I, I mean, and, and this this isn't right. And I know, John, you played higher level sports, just like I mean, not higher level. We played higher level high school or or college university sports, right? Not the name of the teams, but. Yeah, me and you kind of seen how much it takes to like to be a part of the team and and push through, uh, and 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 keep building on where you are a part of a part of. Sorry, not not to compare ourselves to to obviously that level of a player, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure I can ragdoll Johnny Hockey. Just saying, I I think so too. Like I was using a fifty weight fucking stick, but (laughs) I mean. You know, I I can understand a player being at the top of his level and maybe getting a bit complacent, whether that's something that he is mentally like doing to himself or just a lot of goddamn pressure on a guy like that for sure man i'm sorry i'm not trying to i'm not trying to like single no i'm agreeing with you like that's but that's like that pressure can weigh on someone like yeah he's a guy that's you guys haven't been able to win a round in a long time. He was a guy that he's blew out of the scene as your, your next leader, like, like, yeah. phenom and has been a very good high-producing player but has never been able to take your team over the top. But don't like, that wears that? on a guy. But, we're not yeah, trying to shit on minute, Calgary, though. Brad. Sorry. No, no, no. you're trying to defend him, and that's not right either. Um, no, but I think that it, it, it has the makings to be a change of scenery trade. Right? Yes. Where it's like, yeah. I'm not saying Johnny Hockey's not a good player. Everybody it's a Taylor Hall trade, but probably your GM will do a better 
job. Yeah, I'd fucking hope so. Well, I don't hope so, but you you just I mean, yeah, I hope you do a worse job actually, but why, you know. Why does for my, your sake. Why yeah. does my gut tell me that Taylor Hall ends up in Calgary? That would I be could, fucking wild. I could actually see that happening. You know, I kind of want so that to happen I, just because it would build the Shut up, John. Don't say that shit because I don't know if well, I, want you want Hall. Want Hall? No, I don't want Taylor Hall. No, I don't. You know why? Here's the thing. I don't think Taylor Hall gets paid like people. Oh, dude, if you get, get Taylor him. Hall, you get a first like overall draft pick, like guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, boom. <laughs> okay, if I can get him for, you know, but at like three million less than what he's probably going to get. Like you guys, he he's going to, he thinks... Well, I don't know what after this year in the salary cap. Yeah, after this year, he might get four million. For, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> he might be taking a pay cut. <laughs> he might get halfway cut. But yeah. you know, if 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 what if it's true that Arizona offered him what I've heard, like he should assign that some bitch right away because yep. he might be hurting because of it. But I don't know yeah. why my gut tells me that everywhere he's gone, he's just has he ever he's never done anything. Other like he had his one heart season where he was absolutely dominant, and yeah, I think but, other than that, he's been a top five winger as far as production and like talent wise. I'm scared but to death to get him. He might win I, us a cup, but I'm com- scared to death. Can I compare him to another player? Don't say this might be a little bit controversial, but PK Subban. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go down that road. I I would, you know what? I got asked <laughs> what, the question. What's the road? I, what's the road? Oh, the road is that I got asked the question about six months ago. Is there any player that could get traded to your team where you'd consider trading your favorite teams? And I named PK Subban. <laughs> And I would never leave Calgary. Don't get me wrong, but Jesus, I, if that's a that's a question and a half. If we got freaking PK Subban, I would be so irate. I feel that, like as soon as you brought up that road, Brad started having fucking nom flashbacks. I did. Here. I did. I saw him like start scratching his eye and be like, "What the <laughs> fuck did you just say?" Uh. Oh, I don't even want to go down that road with him. I think it's like Hall is interesting because he's, he can be such an electric player and he's such a good skater, man. Like that guy can drive so hard wide. And and just hit the net at such a high speed, but it's like he's in. It's another thing where it's almost not the same problems Johnny has because I think Hall is a little bit more well rounded, especially physically. But they're flawed players, and you're never going to get like a, a completely unflawed player. That's not what I mean. But I think like is is Taylor Hall. Is he a winner? Can he be a winner? Like other than his one Yo, hard I season, think, he's played I, on some shitty teams. So I, I don't want to drag the guy down, but I think Taylor Hall is an absolutely a great player. If he is a complimentary player in a top three or as a leading role on a second line, right? He cannot be the like star of a team, which is what his salary you guys, he's is showing one, is going to be. He's 20 and what years his, old already too. You guys. I, I think he's I agree. the star and of he hasn't proved shit. But that's the like, thing is, has he been, he's been unable to, like he's played for two decent teams right now. Three. So what uh, would you pay I mean, him? I wouldn't even say, I'd say two. So his last year in Edmonton, we weren't god awful. We had a lot of talent and kind of a log jam and he didn't really fit in a lot of places. You had no defense. Didn't really fit in with McDavid. And then he comes to Arizona yeah, we had no and that's defense. a very that's small defense. sample. And we didn't and, for and, a lot of years yet. But, but and also... they're both small samples. But Brad, it's like, to be fair too, those, he, he did fear. not fit in with our offense. He was consistently like not clicking on offensive breakouts. It's not like it was uh, a five person like not fitting into the The only player he kind of clicked was, with, if I remember correctly, Kyle was Dreisaitl. Was it not? 
that they kind of I got think a little so, bit of right? chemistry. Like him and like, McDavid didn't click together. Of... Him and Nuge somewhat clicked together. Dry and him somewhat like it, but it was like a mismatch nonstop. Him and everywhere, and that's why fans were calling out for him to go. Don't and you... it was the only Eberly after the like shitty playoffs that they were calling for him to go too. Right? Like, don't yeah, you guys it, think though, like? Shaika though in Arizona's got his freaking hands tied behind his back. Like he's gotta fucking resign this guy or that guy's gonna get fired, man. They give, oh. they give up so goddamn. Oh, he free, has free to. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, I especially, I, I don't remember if John, you were, but after that trade happened, like I was praising Jacob for everything he's done in uh in Arizona, right? Look at their cap friendly though. They're fucking jacked, man. They got Nick Schmaltz making five point eight five. Like they got they got some bad. I don't know. Oh, it's, a bad sorry. player, but no, he's not a bad player. But I, you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's been there's been contracts that have been thrown out. Like even like Clayton Keller. As much as I love the dude, like his contract has been kind of thrown at the player in expectations that he's going to be a better player than what he is right now. Right and play up to that contract and even above it, kind of be that dry sidle if we're going to play it in Tampa. Yeah, they were, right? they, when they signed him, they thought he was going to be a franchise cornerstone. Now he's looking like a really good player. like yeah, exactly. Or a good player, and that's yeah. a tough thing. So but, I feel like, to, looking back at the buyers, I, I feel like... Can, sorry, John, can we touch on Brad's point about, like, Hall and just, like, what he's going to, like, should Jacob be paying back on that? Like, I think that does look back on John if he... Sorry, not John, you, but John Jacob. If he doesn't, well, he's, he's him, put right? himself in a lose lose situation. That's kind of where I was yeah. going. Where it's like you look at, like, look at Columbus of the year before and then Arizona this year. Both teams were built through a lot of drafting and a lot of prospects and being kind of decent teams and hanging around, but never being able to push over the edge. And then you kind of started seeing that they were they were inching towards maybe being able to have a shot, and they went all in. And then it backfired. And who knows how the season plays out if it does play out with Arizona. And I mean, Columbus ended up sweeping Tampa, but it's like, that's a, that's a lot of risk. And these GMs put themselves in lose-lose situations. The only only, Columbus has actually played like rebounded very well this year that nobody saw. The only thing is different there. Oh, John is, is, and I agree with you, but the only difference in, in Columbus though, like he didn't really freaking have a choice. Like he had to like shit or get off the pot. Cause yeah. he knew no one was signing. So it was like, well, fuck it. Like I got my one shot this year where Chica didn't have it. He didn't have to do that. Like for sure. Columbus kind of, I don't think Columbus did, did either. Could Columbus I, have I not did. sold those players and the, got prospects the and comparison, rebuild? Well, the yeah, comparison but, I would say just to Brad is that I think that John Chica is really like trying to make a statement for himself and trying to own that market. And that's the reason that he's making those moves fired. I don't think it has anything to do with him being on the movement block, but just going back, like we talked earlier about like Arizona being on the fringe and like holding on to that spot. Like, did they own it? Right. Just like in an offhanded joke, but like, there's a reason that they brought him in and him being kind of a someone who's taking new moves. He's a young person and bringing in those ideas and him bringing in, sorry, I know you're laughing, Brad, but like him bringing in Phil Kessel, like that was kind of extreme as much as a good trade. It was, 
yeah and now right thrill, but like dude. it was a it was a good idea right like the datsuk trade was a good idea and it, it like somewhat worked out right like there there's small moves that have been made where you're like i understand what this guy's doing it just hasn't worked out to how him and and to even relate to it to toronto right like kyle dubas what this uh almost um Oh my God, guys! I'm I'm, I'm losing. I, I've been losing words all night here. I'm sorry, but like looking at the numbers, uh, boys, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, let you drown. Okay, too. I don't I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. To. I'm gonna bail you out here. I, yeah. Here's a deal, though, you guys. And you're gonna. I'm, I'm afraid to ask this question because I might really lose it tonight. <laughs> don't be. Oh, shit. We're wrapping up, so this is the time so, to ask it. So we got all the time in the world. Are you Dude, more? I'm up at 5 a.m. We do not have all the time. In the you world. guys. <laughs> Like freaking Arizona, like did they scare you more than Calgary? At the beginning of the year, yes, they did. Fuck you. Really? No, I think at the beginning of the year, I think that's fair. I don't at not the beginning of the, the year, end, like, we were the Western no. Conference champ. We had the freaking what? At the beginning of the year, Calgary wasn't doing shit. No, but we were <laughs> coming into the year, we didn't know we weren't gonna do shit. You guys are coming off a year where everybody overachieved. Yeah, I know. I and I was a four. I was hey, listen to my yeah. first podcast. I was the first one to promote that. Listen, hey, back the trains up here, Calgary fans. We <laughs> can't have it was everybody. The same shit that happened in your fan base as when we, when we made the playoffs. The watch year out next year for you all guys. All of a sudden, it was like going into the preseason, and people are like, "Watch the out next year." Predicted win the Stanley Cup. You guys better watch out next year. You guys got too many guys on career years this year. Can watch out, man. That happened literally two years ago. I like, know. We've dealt with this. I know. And you guys have dealt with it four times. I understand times that, but like we've gone through it so many times where it's Who your had turn. career I just years other than like really high talent. I'm giving you shit, John. Don't make me I, read them off. No, I'm right? gonna. I'm gonna. Hold on. You, you know who needs to though? You know who needs to count them? Is Vancouver. Yeah, they, that's Vancouver that's needs to count. To go in. That's a team that's oh, yeah. to go all in too hey, quickly. Suicide and watch. And I hope it fucking blows up yeah. in your face. Suicide watch in Vancouver. Watch their Twitter feed. I don't know shit about Twitter, and I got to get better on it, but those guys are nuts. And Twitter, next year. Twitter's a cesspool is the first thing I'll say. Next year. when is awful sometimes. Uh, next year, <clears throat> when that team realizes that they had careers out of 13 players, <laughs> that shit doesn't happen <laughs> two years in a row. I'm telling you right now. The thing is, though, too, is they're a very young team. So, like, you look at guys like JT Miller, and it's like, does that happen again? Hey, they might Who have knows? to pin their hopes on Thatcher Demko next year. Yeah, I they gotta resign Markstrom though. What if he says like nine he, million? Do you resign him? And I mean, Demko's looked good in small sample sizes, so and look bad in small no, samples. Not a nine million. I don't play. I don't pay any goalie in the league nine million. I don't either. I don't either. I don't, I don't pay him seven. You pay any goal six, eight. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Like yeah, even like Carrie like, price, that's, you don't, like, you don't give him seven, right. one, six, eight. Carrie price is like, I want seven, five. Sorry. You, you no. let him walk. You let him walk six, eight. That's my top. That's it. I'm off. Carrie, Carrie price. I would negotiate. I am. No, six, eight. Like Vasilevsky, no. I would negotiate, but yeah, I would, I would be like, he was the next goalie I was going to bring up. I love that guy. John, uh, remember we talked back, and Brad, you might respect it, but we talked back at like that Brian Burke kind of style of approach at negotiations where you just leave that number on the table and you're like, that's what we're leaving with you with. You want to go somewhere else? That's fine. Hopefully. You like you know, Burke? Like, you guys don't like are Burke? You just, are you, were you just surprised that we don't like Brian Burke? No, Brian Burke is like God. the biggest flames homer I've I ever seen. I love life. that guy. Of course, well, I'm sure you do. Like, Fuck. 
He's great. <laughs> That's like, Brad, do you like Gene Principe? <laughs> you know, he's greasy. <laughs> yeah, there you exactly. go. Yeah, of course exactly. you don't. <laughs> okay. He's so greasy. He's, here, I got to ask Brad. Yeah. And on the, on the topic of this, as we wrap this up, um, with, our, with our bracket, is there a player, media personality, coach, management, any from any point doesn't have to be recent that you still hold like an unreasonable biggest grudge for from Edmonton. Anybody from what's that? No. Oh, and it could be recent too. Like you don't have to pick like someone. Wait, wait, John Edmonton or just an manager? No, for Brad. Like yeah, anybody. Like, okay. Anybody? Could be Brad Marchand or fucking whoever. I'm not a. I Did like a cavalier or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I. uh I'm not going to dig that far back. Um, <laughs> even though I could. So you let go of grudges. Hey, you're not, you don't hold ill will to any of the no, like, four guys. I don't guys. give a shit about, I mean, I do. Cause I, I, I like fucking tore my rotator cuff jumping <laughs> off the couch when we beat San Jose. But, um, you know, I don't like get to work. No, the only media guys that I really hate and I, I, I shouldn't, um, I really hate the guys in Boston. I fucking hate Boston. He's I don't, the play-by-play guy. That he is, is like such the a most biased commentator. He I've is ever such seen an before. unprofessional loser that I just I don't know the Edmonton guys. Are like I think you're trying to bait me into like chirping an Edmonton guy. No, I and, I wasn't beating you at all. It was just the topic of our bracket. I was just curious if you had somebody that you were like this specific guy. Like fuck that guy or not. Uh, I I was never really been a big Kevin Bieksa fan, even though I like listening to him talk. I just I don't like him. It's, um, it's been a very tough, like controversial thing listening to Bieksa and Kessler's podcast. It's kind of funny. I actually what think they what do if a I told job, you that Bieksa is going to be the next Don Cherry? No, don't start shit like that. You guys want to know something Don funny? Ever since Sher- Don Cherry got fired, shit's went wrong in this world. You know that, right? <laughs> You guys you know, know what I'm saying? Could, you know, honestly, honestly, honestly good ever point. Since Tobias but I mean, like, I don't know if hole. he's who to blame. I don't know. I, maybe it, I just fucking maybe it's those people like, that are who to blame. As soon as you got know. those people, he's I'm soon, just kidding. The day how, about, how about this, guys? <laughs> ever since Tobias Reader scored a goal, the world has not been the same. Oh, Even better. Let's go. Let's go back. Let's go way back. No, that's when everything went haywire. You guys, I'm not joking. <laughs> Start looking at it. It's been a wild year, but anyways, this is, the, are... this is the best conspiracy theory I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, you gonna post that to our conspiracy? I can't. Brad almost spat out his water right there. I hey, do it. I can't <laughs> drink anymore on these episodes. I'm done. No, we appreciate it. Uh, and hey, we. Uh, I gotta say too, uh, my we kind of mentioned in our last episode, but my laptop is still having big issues. So. Similar to our last guest, we really appreciate you stepping up and uh, jumping on with us, as well as editing for us. We I, do, uh, I like helping. We really you appreciate guys it, out. man. I like helping. Yeah, I, you I do still edit. Stuff, yeah, Kyle's gonna edit no, this. Sorry, but you I, fucking I said, he I said, sends me a file and I, I push edit fucking it. And you get the same shit to Andy, and like I'm like I still out. do the editing. Hey, what is this? hey, Kyle. I said helping out editing. Kyle, I you know what? It's fun to bash on you, Kyle. It's, it is. It's fun. You're like the whipping boy hey, of the show. Bro. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard you talk about me in that goddamn too, Patreon Sorry. podcast. I, I need, what, I need to get a, a whipping boy next That was a fair year. call out. I have not given credit where credit is due, Kyle. You have stepped the fuck up. So thank you very much. I, I need to get a whipping boy next year. I gotta, I gotta get a, I gotta get someone. We gotta have four guys on this next year because it's you guys teaming up. I mean, this shit's getting old, man. I'm, I'm beat down, man. I don't know if I can do another year. <laughs> 
I would love to talk shit to another one of you. So go for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I got this you guy. Said hey, you said your kid's 15 or whatever. No, right? yeah, but you know, one. I'll talk some shit to some 15. He, he'd probably, you guys could probably talk that guy. He'd probably I, talk better shit than we would. No, yeah, you I could, was going to say, he's no. going to throw some like new young slang that we're going to be like, uh, 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 I, I can't, no comeback to. I can't let him on the show. I think you guys could probably talk him into being an Oilers fan or some shit like oh. that. I mean, Good point. That's Bring him on. That is no, I can't. You've no, ever given us. I, I can't. I can't do it, man. I got. I got to find some <laughs> diehard flames. If man. I come up to Edmonton. We got healthcare. Yeah. No, oh, <laughs> I've already taught him on that how that works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are. Uh, let's wrap it up there, boys. That was a. Uh, that was a lot of fun, though. We do. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, Brad. And that was. Uh, <laughs> We have to stay in touch, man. It was a, it I was love a you, good Brad. time. I, I love every single time you come on. You're honestly like, <laughs> dude, you are my favorite person uh, probably in the entire universe. Like, I, I love seeing your face every single time. It's, uh, Should I just go so you guys can tug each other off yeah, here? No. If you want to, like, just peace out. Yeah, it's all good. Tonight was a little bit different episode because, you know, we didn't really have, like, the standard structure like we normally run. So, you know, I figured... I'm like a pretend like I'm going to go to the bar tonight and just have a few drinks and talk to my Oilers friends. Well, we, uh, not that anybody could hear it, but we had a good like hour long conversation that was like fringing on an argument the entire, like it was a good bar talk. I we're like, okay, we're yeah. some beers. Let's get into this. It was yeah. some politics yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, you guys, it's always fun talking flames Oilers. It is. It is. And you know, I, I think one of the things like it's, it's been tough. The, the last thing I'll say here in closing it's been tough. Like we got a big curveball as far as running hockey podcasts here. Like, oh, yeah. and I'm not trying to say like, Oh, pity party over here for us. Cause at the end of the day we talk into a mic and bullshit. It's not that hard, but it, it took a little while to like find the groove. And I felt like the last, like, you know, last episode and, and going into this episode, it's felt like a lot, a lot better and a little bit of an escape from all the bullshit going on in life right now. So yeah, hopefully to anyone listening, we provided that for you guys as well. But um, yeah, everybody, as well as the both of you guys, everybody stay safe and, be smart out there and take care of uh, yourself and uh, your loved ones there. And we will talk to you guys next week. Check out our bracket on Twitter. Bye everybody.